0: Welcome to the Gray Wolf Podcast.
1: What's up and welcome to the first edition of Grey Wolf Footy. It's the usual suspects here. I'm John, joined by my buddy Ned to What's my right.
0: What's up, Johnny? I'm excited for this one, buddy. You're going to teach me all about footy. Hey,
1: footy. So it's the new show, part of the Grey Wolf Network that we're building here. And to my left, we've actually brought in a special expert guest. It's the madman himself, Matt Grace. How are you going, sir? Very well. How about you two yeah, boys?
0: Yeah, good, man. You're going great, man. You were 40 minutes late. You left. <laughs> (laughs) this hanging, but we know it was because... You had that lineup of ladies, no <laughs> doubt. The Madman with his magnets <laughs> and his Maltesers and other M-related items.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Very exciting times at Grey Wolf at the moment, Eddie. We've spoken about it for the last little while, about building this network of new shows. So there's new things happening everywhere at the moment. And this is, I guess, like a pilot episode for our footy edition. And we're very excited to be here. We've brought the crew together. And I'll tell you what, it's a couple of good-looking blokes around me, man. Oh,
0: yeah. Look, out. Look at Madman. Is that a fresh haircut? It was, yeah, today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, you got the haircut for the radio. I yeah, like
2: it. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> Even had the it. old beard trim See how oh, like Trimmed
1: it. it up a little bit. Yeah. Look nice. out. Look out, boys and girls. But give, give a bit of a breakdown of how this show is going to work. It's going to be a weekly show, very similar to the format of Grey Wolf Hoops, of course, covering AFL footy with a very heavy, heavy sprinkling of Supercoach and AFL fantasy content. So Gracie and I have been doing Supercoach since 2005, if you don't mind, Eddie. It's probably it's gained a lot of momentum over the last five or six years, you'd say, when a lot of people are now experts. So we're diving in. We used to run a podcast and a little video series via Sergeant Supercoach, so shout outs to Vernie for giving us our start there. So we brought the team back together so you can expect a lot of round wrap ups fantasy talk, trade advice, and of course, we'll be answering people's questions, but it's good to have you with me, Gracie. Glad to be here. I'm very privileged to be on this Great Wolf Network, team. yes. Network, so. yeah. Let me
0: ask you boys both a question before we jump too far into it. As far as the fantasy side of things goes, I know John is an expert when it comes to NBL. I got quite sometimes abusive with him because he wouldn't <laughs> help me out. How do you guys go in AFL? You're We're all right? We're pretty, here? we bounce stuff off each
2: other. All preseason, and John never reveals his team. He always no. keeps it pretty uh, no, but tight-lipped. But it's right in front of um, you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that with yeah. the basketball, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, John,
2: look at my team. This yeah. is what I got." Nah. And he
0: would always play his cards yeah. close to I'm his exactly
2: chest. I'm exactly the same as you. I, I share my team. He's probably you go through our chat history. He he's probably screenshots of my team for the past six yeah. months. I, but, like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah, no he's pretty tight-lipped, but we're pretty good. We help each other out with trades and prevent each other from doing silly trades I suppose yeah, so yeah. It's and,
1: good. and when you spend so much time doing it Eddie you see how en- engrossed you get with the NBL fantasy for example we've been doing the same thing for 15 years now with Supercoach so self-proclaimed experts I'd say uh, but we always bounce ideas off each other I'm the same with all my fantasy teams it's tight-lipped at the uh, Granada Gators which is the name of my team I like it and you guys I would say have to be experts you've been down literally since day one yeah yeah and I often say to Gracie that you the first year that they launched Supercoach coach, it was through the Herald Sun at that point, it's now grown a bit bigger than that, but we sat in the school library picking our first teams, I still remember that day, I picked all North Melbourne, because I'm a North Melbourne diehard, Gracie picked all Geelong players, and uh, we checked it once a week and did a few (laughs) trades, and it was pretty ordinary, and now it's grown into a a big obsession that unfortunately consumes a lot of our lives, but... Why not? Because yeah. we love it. There Absolutely. is no
0: reason why not. So I'm looking forward to getting into this. And how much sort of advice are you going to give here for people listening? Because are we going to start up a league here? Is that the idea? Yeah, Same yeah. deal with,
1: with the hoops? I think so, man. And yeah. we'll, we'll create some sort of league. And if we've got enough people that are keen to, to jump in there, we might do a bit of a prize pack as well. And it could be a meet and greet with Gracie on his own for he'd a coffee.
2: That. Anyone want that? <laughs> yeah, want that, that. Man. I'll he even can... shout
1: the coffee. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Look at that. He, wow. uh, he just shouted at me one too. He's a good bloke. So we'll, we'll create. A league and we'll do it very similar to, to NBL and we do realise that the super coach and the wider AFL fantasy community is probably a bit bigger than the NBL one for now so we'll throw up you know, once or twice a week some posts about asking questions and we'll answer them on the show so feel free to send any through once we post those up and, and we'll give our advice and our thoughts on whatever you've got with your team. Yeah I love that right there
0: and Matt Grace you will be available for meet and greets I assume throughout the season with you know people listening and all that sort yep. of thing
2: Yeah yeah we'll just no handshakes so- so just touch the elbows. So yeah. Unless it's female. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah,
1: if, you're, if you're lucky. but yep. uh, <laughs> So how are we going to do, for I guess, episode one? We're going to sort of do a part A, part B. So we're going to go through each team, do a bit of a team preview for the season coming up, a quick wrap-up of last season. So this episode, we'll do Adelaide through to GWS. And how it works. I'm going to explain this to Nettie. When you pick your super Coach team, you start with a budget of $10 million and that's what you've got to pick players. And obviously yeah. their prices are dependent on how they went last year, whether they were injured, if they're rookies, if you have the first season in the league. And so you've got to use your budget wisely. And how we've broken the players down, we've broken them down to three categories. So we've got premium options, which people following that have done super Coach will know what that means. It's pretty much anyone above 500 k that's got runs on the board. They're your staples of your team. Then we've got sort of mid-price slash smokies slash breakout contenders so they're guys that maybe are coming back from injury a lot of players that are in their third or fourth season about to break out around that 400-300k yep. mark and of course the staple again of the teams is the rookies and you know how hard it was to pick rookies oh, in NBL yeah. wait till you see Supercoach because here's where you make your money off your rookies so that's anyone probably 200k or less there's a few yep. higher priced rookies we'll yep. talk about this year this year's a little bit different with limited number of options available but we'll break down each team give our thoughts and along the way Nettie we can give you some advice too if you decide to pick a team or oh, want to follow along yep. with what we're doing I,
0: just, I think I I just plan to follow you guys and, and watch you throughout <laughs> the season and see you know if the friendship remains i guess it's got through 15 seasons so far yes, it so, Ed it Mas- how much preparation do you guys put into this like seriously i'm looking through the notes now and you know to those listening it, it's an impressive impressive thing how, how much would you say you put into your fantasy per week madman Geez, I'd probably,
2: I'd check it every day, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> um, especially, you know, you check Twitter for any injuries and stuff like that, you know, someone that might be under injury cloud. if someone gets reported as well, that's always a hot topic, yep. especially if it's a, a top premium player. But yeah, I'd, I'd be checking it every day and probably spending way too much time each day on it. But <laughs> don't tell my boss that. But yeah, no, nah, there's there's a lot of preparation. Like as soon as it opens to do, like if you have Super Coach Gold, you can obviously get early access to Which do I'm a sure team figure. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. John, absolutely. John and I, like yeah, yeah. away.
1: He's all over it.
2: So yeah, no, nah, you play around and I've changed my team that many times already and it, John would be the same. We just... You look at it, and you're like, oh, I'm not happy with that now, and you change it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a term that's snuck in from NFL fantasy is called toilet tinkering. You probably do it a lot. You yep. trade one guy, and you go, oh, that looks all right. Trade someone else in, that looks all right. So you've gone to the toilet for five minutes. You come out with a completely different team. Yep. So and toilet 40 tinkering minutes later. Is yeah. the thing. <laughs> and, and Gracie sort of touched on it there, Nettie. One thing that's very different with AFL to NBL is the amount of changes every week. Like a team could bring in five different players one week, and then they're out, they're in with injuries, suspensions, rotations, that kind of thing, which you don't really see in the NBL. So it's a bit more set and forget. Or a super coach, if you really want to go for that fifty thousand dollars prize, I believe, is yep. the uh, yeah, if win the yeah. overall, you need to be on that all the time. You know, it's it's ninety nine percent luck, but it's also one percent commitment and, and really knowing your team. Oh, I like that. And I'm just thinking
0: too, if only Madman had showed such enthusiasm when it comes to the NBL, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. But I guess this is it for you. The NBL was just a preseason. You were just warming up. You're good to go now. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's Getting it,
1: So very excited to kick into this show. But obviously, through the season, we're not just going to do. Super Coach and Fantasy. We'll be doing team. We'll be doing roundups of every round during the season. Hopefully, get some interviews happening as well, and just have a lot of bars around footy and, and talk about all the big news and, uh, and things that happen. And hopefully, the season isn't postponed from the coronavirus, oh, like the NBA's happened today.
0: Just real quickly before we jump into the teams, Madman. Yep. I need to know how is the TP situation at your place. Well, I actually went to Safeway with, with John last early last week. Monday, was it? Yeah. Strength Monday, numbers, yeah. Strength. It yeah.
2: did say two per thing. I'm like, i oh, I probably only need one, but I'll go two. <laughs> so I bought two. So I've got, what, 48 rolls at home, I think, at the moment. <laughs> so you've got a week's <laughs> worth
1: ready to go. I like it, so, man. Stockpile like yep. JLH and apparently
0: Mitch McCarran. <laughs> apparently, yeah. <laughs> nice. That was
1: another story. But let's kick things off with Adelaide, Nanny.
0: Yeah, Adelaide. Last year, they finished in 11th place, Madman. Matt Grace, are you a fan of the Crows? It's hit and miss every year, to be honest. Adelaide are a tough team to,
2: to really follow, in my yeah. opinion. A lackluster um,
0: year last year for them. Well, 10 yeah. wins, yep.
2: 12 losses. Yeah, they definitely probably un- underachieved. They they probably should have played finals, especially when they made the grand final only a couple of years ago. Yep. So it's it's been a bit of a drop-off, but... Yeah, like you got your, your, obviously your premium options there. Uh, everyone knows Rory Laird's been a top option for for quite a while. And I mean, don't know about you, Fitzy, but I reckon he had a, probably a bit of a down year last yeah. year. No, it, it's probably, yeah, lower scores than his sort of normal yeah, 130s. And, and, and I think like it was that.
1: probably Adelaide finding a good mix between Brody Smith, Laird and Miller as well. And obviously Adelaide's got the new coach in this year, Nettie. And I think that's going to help that backline be a bit more settled. And, you know, I actually think finishing 11th with 10 wins was overachieved. They they play so well at home, but they've lost Eddie Betts. They've had a few changes. Alex Keith's gone. So it's going to be a bit of a different look side. But if we're talking super coach options, I think Rory Laird's a lock to go back above 100. He's sitting D1 yep. for me right now. And I'm, I'm locking him in to, to bounce back. He's too good to not, I think. And Absolutely. Adelaide's been soul searching for the last 12 months. I think new coach coming in. I think they'll be able to sort themselves out. But one question I'm going to put to you, Gracie, we've also listed under premium options, the two Crouch Boys, Matt and Brad. And I started Brad last year and Rory. Rory Sloan, are they on your radar at all or are we skipping them this year? I'm skipping him for the moment.
2: Rory Sloan floated in at one stage really early on. But yeah, the, the Crouch Boys, it's it's hard. Like Matt obviously racks up a lot of touches, but his effectiveness sometimes lets him down. So yep. he doesn't get those, you know, for his 40 touches he might get, he might only score 110. So yep. it's, you know, you get someone else that's probably gonna be more consistent and have those high scores like yeah, a yep. Tom Mitchell or a or a Danger or someone like that. So but the yep. Crouch Boy's a miss for me and Sloan, see how he goes. He's done it before. Like he could get back up there. Yep. I have seen a few teams with him in but yeah, I I hope for him that he does play some good footy
1: yeah it's a wait and see really for Adelaide and it's going to be consistency for them and Brad Crouch was in that category last year I had him and the amount of times he'd score 120 dream team and 90 super coach it's Mm. so frustrating so I think they're a hard pass for me but perhaps look for them as a good option in in the draft league if you're doing a draft league great mid mid round option because they all play so well at home they all get 30 touches and and rack up the possessions but we'll have a quick look we've only listed down a couple of sort of mid price players Gracie the first one one's Riley O'Brien who was in a lot of teams early and has since uh, drifted out now I think he had a couple of I'd say ordinary games in the Marsh series but are you looking at him at all for Ruck 2?
2: I was he was in my team for probably six weeks I reckon and then I I dropped him out just for a few posts of, of different reasonings behind your Rucks and obviously we'll get stuck into the Rucks a little
1: bit later because it's interesting this chat, but probably not at this stage yeah, for no, me. I have to agree. And the other couple got listed there, Wayne Miller, who again was another one who was very popular earlier on. I saw and, I think the second Marsh series game where Brody Smith, who we'll mention in just a minute, and Laird both had 30 odd disposals and Miller just basically did nothing. Yeah. I think his role is probably a bit too up in the air to be considering. I I'd think say so. you'd agree. Yeah, absolutely. But Brody Smith's one that I want to point out for his price. He's under 500k. He's going to get midfield minutes. Would you consider him maybe as a D2 option after a Lloyd or a Laird sort yeah, of player?
2: Yeah, you probably wouldn't have Laird and I wouldn't go two Crows players that's just probably my personal opinion yep. but oh what if he's going to get midfield time he's, he's a bit similar i guess and we'll talk about um him later is is houston from port adelaide yep, he's yep. A, they're in the same boat they're going to get midfield time and and he'll definitely see plenty of the football he gets a lot of meters gain which is which is great for super coach yep. as well and kicks goals so yeah definitely. definitely keep him on your watch list i reckon
1: yep i couldn't agree more we'll run through a couple of rookies it's it's very tricky this time of the season, because Adelaide have a couple of forward line spots. So Eddie Betts has obviously gone. Lockie Murphy's been basically an no-show through the preseason. You've got uh, Ben Davis, Shane McAdam, and Ben Crocker. There's three players, all fairly similar in terms of stature, to fill that mid sort of small forward yeah. position. Yep. Are any of those taking your fancy at all?
2: Definitely Davis. I've got, Davis yep. is in my team at the moment. So I think he can, he can lock down that that Next forward spot, yep. just not 100% sure on the others. I suppose it's yeah, they haven't had the bet like they haven't had as much probably pre season game time as as what everyone thought, I think. Um, and that's probably with a lot of rookies, but it's probably going to be a wait and see who, who, which two of those three get named round one. Yeah, definitely. they're probably going to put them in. I think. I
1: think you're probably right. And obviously, the, the rookie situation is looking a bit tricky this year, and we'll discuss rookies probably in part two. But I, I'm actually on Ben Crocker a little bit. I think his scoring yep. history at Collingwood wasn't amazing, but I feel like like he can play a bit a bit higher up the ground than say what Eddie Betts would have done. Yep. If he can get 16 or 18 touches a game, kick a goal, there's 60, 70 super coach points. And yeah. just given the landscape of rookies right now, I don't mind starting him. He's in my team at F5 at the moment because yep. uh, obviously we've lost Stephen Hill. Nik- 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 yep. is not playing yep. so we've lost a few options in that price point so i'll take a look at him but a couple of guys i'll very quickly mention ned McHenry. i know neddy was keen to i know you need to yeah. out the play here. love it yeah he might be a, a smoky for round one yep. i would probably pick him because i believe he played in the Sandful practice match on the weekend i'm fairly sure and i think he did did quite well yep fisher mackesee is the key defender they drafted with their top pick. So yep. he's come in to take Alex, Alex Keith's spot. Yep. I think he's probably a pass for me. Uh, job security is right up there, but yep. he'd be a very slow burn, much like uh, Nathan Brown was maybe a year or two ago. Yep. Cheap price, but too much of a slow burn. Yeah, I think
2: so. It's And with the limited rookie options, you got to try and get those guys. They're going to get your quick cash and, yep.
0: and get some trades happening before those
2: buys. Yeah, so.
1: Couldn't agree more, but that's Adelaide wrapped up for us, Nettie.
0: And now this is the one I want to talk about here. This one is the peak of my interest, the Brisbane Lions. You were talking about how Adelaide were in a grand final a couple of years ago. Brisbane overachieved last year. Would you boys say I, I've been told that yeah. was it? And this year is meant to be the year where they're coming out all guns blazing. Do you sort of agree with that or?
1: Yeah, I, I probably would actually. Uh, when you say so overachieve, maybe you know. They were aiming for top four, no doubt, but to finish second, and 16-6 is an unreal record, but then they went out in straight sets in the Mm. finals, but the one thing for Brisbane is to not replicate what Melbourne did the year before. That's Uh, what I'm worried about right now. Yeah, exactly. I I do think Brisbane has uh, the right pieces, because Melbourne went into last year's preseason incredibly underdone, which wasn't really a story that came out anywhere, but you had Oliver with both shoulders operated on, and I think Brisbane are preparing for a big season, but I could probably see them replicating this year, Gracie. What do you think?
2: I think so, too. I think I Probably had them in finishing in the bottom half of the eight last year for sure, and then I actually probably fell in love with Brisbane, probably nearly my second team (laughs) now, just the way that they played, and some of those younger kids, obviously they, you know, a couple of boys from out our way played quite well, so I can see them, yeah, even winning a final if not two finals and and going all the way.
1: The key for Brisbane is the amount of players they have in that sort of 22-year-old to 25 bracket, and obviously yep. you've got, we'll talk about it in a minute from a super coach perspective, but McCluggage is a future superstar. Both the Berry Boys, Jared in particular, he's a future superstar. Harris Andrews is only, what, 22, 23 yep. years old. Yep. They have a, such an amazing core that there's no reason why they can't replicate last year's form. So yep. I'd say top four finish for me and Eddie. I don't think they're going to do it in Melbourne, but I reckon they'll be up there again. And they play so well in Brisbane too, especially early in the season when it's Hard still quite be. warm. They play quite well up there. But let's run through a couple of premium options here, Gracie. Lockie Neal goes without saying. I don't think we need to speak about him too much more. They did add Cam Alice Yolman to that midfield, and a few people were worried that he might take a few points being the in and under guy, but he's a lock for me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and in regards to Cam
2: um, Alice Yolman, is the coach come out and said today that he hasn't been in the best like he hasn't performed that well mm. in preseason. So yep. he's not guaranteed a, a game. So yep. that just, I think cements Lockie
1: Neal as, as your, your M2. Yeah. And the captain option, of course. Absolutely. And we'll talk about a couple other lines midfielders and it does make it tricky to fit them all in. Uh, Dane Zorco and Jared Lyons. And I just want to point out lines averaged 116 after their buy last year. That's and insane. he had a few two back-to-back 140 games and possibly a captain option. If you traded him in as a point of difference, yep. I'm not sure if we're looking at him in classic, but possibly in draft. Uh, Dane Zorko was in my draft team last year. Was a great captain yeah. option, so yeah. I assume you're probably thinking the same thing. Oh, with those I, two. oh I think so.
2: Yeah, you, you, you you'd, uh Take some, I guess, balls you'd <laughs> say to yeah to, to pick lines in your in your normal team, especially if you've got Lockie Neal there. But there's no reason
1: why he can't just lift again. Yeah, um, this year. And one guy I want to run past you is Daniel Rich, who's been sort of about the mark the for gosh probably six or seven years as yep. a super coach defender. Passing over him this year, or are you looking at him possibly as a point of difference?
2: Um, a flew. There's there's three guys I'm sort of yeah switching between in that yep. back line at the moment, and it's it's hard because I mean we spoke about him. Like, we had him as a rookie when he first came into the league, and then I reckon a couple of years later I spoke about him. He's just got that that left foot that he hits targets. Dangerous. Meters gain, can bomb a 60-meter goal. Like, it's just, yeah. I definitely keep an eye out on him, Um, especially, obviously, you know, Hodge gone now. So yep. Rich has sort of got to, I suppose, lift and take that extra responsibility.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he's one that's definitely benefited Nettie. They changed one rule in the AFL that was good for super coach defenders where they can play on from the, the kick out. When they kick it behind, they can just grab yep. the ball and run straight out. So in uh, in the past, if you had kicked it out of, the, center, out of the, the goal square, that doesn't count as a possession. But if they run out, then they kick it. That now counts as a possession. So I think that was probably one reason for Rich to, to bump his scoring up last year. Absolutely. But he was super consistent. The only thing you're not getting with him is the ceiling. I look at players around his range, and Nick Newman's probably in the exact same boat. Dane yep. Rampy, very similar, consistent scoring, but they're not yep. going high up. Yep. So I think with the cheaper options this year, we're probably looking to skip those. But Definitely. one guy I know you're very keen on in our sort of mid price bracket is Humor Cluggage. I oh, he can just take his game to another level, Absolutely.
2: This year. Like he, he if 510,000, if, know, if you're looking for that sort of fifth midfielder that's a bit under, I, I honestly think this bloke will win a brand low in the next few years. He's yep. just cl- full of class and. He just, yeah, kicks goals. Like, I think on the in one of the Marsh games, he had 20 touches, kicked a goal, and scored 117, super coach. Yep. So he's effective, doesn't need many touches, and kicks goals. Yep. Like, it's just, he's got everything going.
1: Yeah, I think, and he bumped his average up to 94 last year, I'm fairly sure, off the yep. top of my head. So yep. there's no reason why he couldn't push that over 100. And what would you say is realistic where he could average? Around the 105, Mark? I think 105,
2: that's probably the jump. 105,
1: yep. and then you, you look at, obviously...
2: Future years, he'll be looking to push that. You know, the 115s to yep. to your Tom Mitchell's 130s, yeah, I suppose. So for yeah, sure. and, uh,
1: and one guy I just want to mention to you quickly in this category as well is Grant Birchall, who's moved up from Hawthorne of course, taking that Luke Hodge sort of role and. Ned, you would have seen how good they were last year with that older player in the back line to control the team a bit more. Is he on the radar at all? He hasn't, I guess, excited us in the Marsh series, but he's no, thereabouts.
2: No, it's probably more down to how many games he'll play for me. Yep. You, don't want to, you don't want a bloke that's going to miss six to seven games yep. just because they're going to rest him and stuff like that like he'll be great for for Brisbane but probably pass for me there is a few teams with him but yeah definitely yeah pass definitely for me. A pass
1: and uh, we'll take a quick look at the rookies and Brisbane's a very hard team to crack into netty as it Imagine you know finishing second last year Brandon Starsevich. I hope I've said that name correctly I believe he played That's one right. or two games last year he's a yep. mid defender for yep. me I'd say he's probably just about a lock if he gets named round one. Absolutely. And I'm almost tempted to put him on my midfield bench if he can spare a little bit of money, just to have some up your sleeve because he could be a correctional trade, but are you looking at to bring him in assuming he gets named round one?
2: Yeah, I would be, especially... You know, we've got Devin Robertson here as well. It's it's one of them gets picked round one, yep. they're in. Uh, if yep. they both get picked, do you pick both? That's the
1: tricky question. I'd probably lean towards Robertson because he was uh pretty sure he captained the whichever team he played in the TAC Cup. He's got he's built for AFL football. The problem with these guys and Eli Smith's another one who already signed an extension, which yep. is pretty amazing for a for a rookie who hasn't played a game yet. They're all midfielders. Uh Star will play a bit in the back line, but he's also got, you know, three or four guys ahead of him in some yep. positions like Answorth. East sorts of guys. I'm I'm picking them if they get named round one. I feel like Chris Fagan's the sort of guy I trust these youngsters, and Answorth's probably a good example of that. Last year, we traded him in, not knowing what'll happen, and he played you know, how many games he did in a row. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing how Brisbane go this year, Nettie. I reckon they'll be up there again, and hopefully they can replicate this year, last year's form.
0: Oh, exciting times there. Well, we're switching things up to the Blue Baggers, baby.
1: Yeah, the Blue Baggers, they're, uh, oh man, they had a tough year last year. They always come out with a bit of promise in that first game against Richmond, Ended up 16th. They did win seven games. They do have a very young core. And I'll tell you what, Gracie, they've recruited some handy players. Jack Martins, these sorts of Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. They've got arguably the best inside midfielder in the comp, Paddy Cripps. Yep. Mm. Can they make the eight this year? That's the big question.
2: It's going to be hard. And, and their preseason form probably hasn't given us any indication that that's going to happen. Yep. But I could see them finishing maybe 10th, yep. 11th, round there, which would be a massive improvement. That is an improvement from 16th. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and then it's probably more you're looking in the next few years for them to make finals. Yep. You really hope for Paddy Cripps that they do get to a final because he's carried that team since he's pretty much yep. been there. Yep. But, like, you know, you got they've got a young core in him, Walsh, and, you know, Paddy Dow's there as well. But, obviously, you know, looking at our, our premium options here, Fitz is obviously Cripps. Um, we've got Nick Newman in the back line and, and – Probably, I don't know if he's a forgotten man, but he hasn't been around for yeah. the last couple of years. Is Sam Doherty, and yeah. he's um, probably nearly the number one picked player when you
1: first did your team, yeah. I would imagine. He would have to be. Talk about a guy going from the number one defender in Supercoach, missing two years, of course, with the ACL. Now, I know a lot of people weren't impressed with his preseason form, but he just had to make it through a game for mine. He was picked before Supercoach even opened, before you got your gold and picked your team and all that. Yep. He's your man, and I think the difference between Doherty and a lot of other players who have had long-term injuries, and you would know this, is that through that whole time, those whole two years, he was there as a coach on the bench. Do you remember yep. that? So he yeah. was in the game, yep. he was encouraging the young guys he was around the club. He was ready to go. And I think that's going to set him in good stead. And to be honest, I hope a lot of people don't pick him because then he's a bit more unique. And Absolutely. when he comes out and smashes out a 120 against Richmond that first game, yep. everyone will be a bit jealous. But yep. uh, you did mention Paddy Cripps. He's a lock for mine. I've tried a team without him in there, but like his ceiling is massive. Like oh. he, He's just an absolute yep. freak. He's going to take it to another level this year. Yep. Uh, the body might be one issue. I think he missed one or two games last year. Uh, hopefully he does yep. take care of himself. I just wanted to bring up Nick Newman here. One guy really flew under the radar last year, much like Daniel Rich. I think he averaged around that 94, 95 mark. Yeah, he did, yep. Probably a not... Picking, uh, you know, in terms of your starting squad, but it'll be very interesting to see how him, Doherty, and my boy Kate Simpson go. I know in the Marsh series they really shared the kickouts, which yep. was a big scoring, uh, yeah, for these guys. So, yep. interesting to see where that ends up. Yeah, I, I don't mind Newman. He obviously crossed over
2: from Sydney and really surprised everyone. I think last year I don't think too many people would have started with him. No. I and mean, you would have probably got upgraded to him because even he, like his ceiling is is probably higher than I guess Simpson now. Obviously Simpson's getting on in age a little bit but Simpson's probably more your consistent player whereas Newman yep. could have a, a sixty one week but the following week he'll get 150 like yeah. it's he's probably if you're looking for a real high ceiling but not the consistency I'd go Newman
1: Yeah, I sure don't, I don't mind that pick and I wanted to mention here in our mid-prices category Cade Simpson because as you know he's been a a uh, stalwart for my team for many, he many has, years. He, uh, he did let me down a bit last year, but we've got to give some props to Kate Simpson, Eddie. Like, yeah. he just keeps going and I, I admire consistency. him. consistency. Yeah, I admire him for going one more season. You'd have to say this is going to be his last one, but... I think so. You know, exciting times and hopefully for for his sake they can actually make the finals, but one guy I'll quickly touch on in this category as well is Sam Walsh, who I have seen in a number of teams. Could he do a Clayton Oliver in, you know, go in that second season, you know, average uh, yep. uh, 110 plus? I mean, I don't know if I can say that happening, but I mean, that M5 position, like you've got McCluggage, you've got yep. Walsh, you've got these sorts of guys, you know, is he in that discussion?
2: I, I think so, yeah, absolutely. He's probably going to come down to who they put in that those center bounces. Yeah. I think I showed you a stat that he, he was one of the lower ones for center bounce attendances from the Marsh games. Yep. So it's probably a, a watch and see. Yep. Maybe you might upgrade to him if he does start well and, and continue sure. it on. Yep. Uh, obviously being a... a second-year player, it's, yeah, it's just keeping that consistency and yep. he might fade out towards the end of the year, but I would probably wouldn't start with him, but I'd probably just, Consider yeah, he'd be on the launch list for sure. Yeah,
1: 100%. We'll touch on a couple of rookies here. Tom Williamson was one who probably dropped off the cliff I think until uh, Caleb Marchbank did an injury in the second March game. Lockie Plowman's already out. He's a very tough one because you've got to fork out a little bit more for him, but are you looking at him if he gets named round one? He, he was picked, but I've, I've gone a, a different option um, at the
2: moment, but if his name... Yeah, I would because yep. he's, he's already had a few games there and he, I think he's 146k, yeah, right so yep. I mean, he's not super expensive, but if he gets picked, I think you've almost got to have him. Yeah, have no, him I, I
1: think he's probably not a bad option, him or uh, Stasevich around that sort of price. And one name I'm going to quickly drop here is Tom De Koenig, who with Ben Mackay injured yep. is very likely to play round one or two. Uh, my advice, I'm not sure what you think, Gracie, is probably to steer clear of him. Uh, yep. I can't see him being a big scorer as a backup Ruckman, and as soon as is healthy, he'll be straight back in. So we're not yep. looking at him as an R3, are we?
2: Oh, I wouldn't be, no. No, there's other other options there. One of your boys from north we'll talk
1: about a bit later, but yep.
2: he's definitely Um, – I'd probably go him over to yeah. Coney.
1: Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, that means, Nettie, we're up to Collingwood. So, <laughs> Well, this is your
0: future wife's team right no, here. I know. The Collingwood, the you Pies. better be nice. No. Finished fourth last year, 15 wins, seven losses. You two experts here. Are you Collingwood fans? I'm guessing from the unfortunately Um, (laughs) we're
2: not huge on the players. Probably say when they made the grand final a couple of years ago when they lost, we enjoyed it. But, um, (laughs) oh, look, you know, they're they're always up and about. And and I think the reason people don't like Collingwood is because they have been so successful over such a long period of time. So I can't see them dropping out of the top four, to be honest, Fitzy. Only thing that's going to hold them back is... Injuries, which yep. obviously we've seen a couple of the big guns get injured in the Marsh Marsh series. Yep. So, but you know, looking at your, your premium options, I think apart from Doherty, your second pick's probably Brody Grundy. I went and watched it. I went and watched the State of Origin game and he just dominated. I know yep. Gorn didn't play, but he was just everywhere. And that was just more of a, I guess, a, it was a fundraiser game. Yep. But, Yeah, he's in some
1: pretty good form at the moment. He really is. And going off back-to-back years of 120-plus average as well, he's just a freak of the competition. And I think, like you said, everyone hates Collingwood because they are so good. Mm. And for me, there's probably five teams that can make up the top four. Collingwood's one of them, with Richmond, Giants, Brisbane, and West Coast are probably the five I I think most likely will finish top four. But Collingwood will be up and about, obviously. And they play so well at the MCG, let's be honest. And and because Eddie Maguire likes to complain, they never travel outside of Victoria. I think actually that a
2: stat with that I think the last was it eight weeks of last season or nine weeks they went to Eddie had for one game and yep. the rest were at the G. Yeah. Like it's there you just go. crazy. It's a little
1: bit it's a little bit crazy but Obviously, Collingwood midfielders have been a you know a, a feature of our supercoach teams for so long. Adam Trawler, unfortunately, has done a hamstring. Yep. Is that what he's yeah, done? So, yep. I mean, a lot of people would have been considering him, but you can put a line straight through. Absolutely. Uh, and this is where it sort of gets a bit tough because Taylor Adams is one I was having a serious look at at M5, again, in that same category with McCluggage and these guys. He was a lock for me and he was going to be my smoky going into the season. And yep. he's but he'd gone and done a calf for whatever he's done now. So he's off the, the old list. man injury, isn't? That's it. oh, what we should dream. be doing it know, at our I age. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's sort of a bit tricky, but other than Brody Grundy, I don't think we're locking in any Collingwood premiums at this point. Obviously, the Dane Beams, you know, his situation with him retiring was you know, going to open up the door potentially for some midfield rookies yep. to come through, which yep. hasn't really happened. But a team like Collingwood of so many guys you can throw in the midfield, yep. I wouldn't be getting sucked into too many. We'll discuss the rookies shortly. But one guy I'm going to bring up, Gracie, and he's in my team right now is Jeremy Howe. Yep. And I've had him in the past. He yep. ripped up the State of Origin game. He did. He, he did. ripped up Marsh game two. He's yep. healthy. He's yep. fit. I think he's a big time smoky yep. in the back line.
2: Definitely. He, and he, as I said before, there's three three to four guys at, at D3 that I'm yep. considering. And I've changed it many times. But he's one of them just yep. because he takes a, like oh, he takes heaps of marks. It's like I think he took 15 in one game last year. He was yep. a very, very high. Amount, and he takes all the kick ins So yeah. like he runs out kicks it and there's points, Yeah, exactly points, right. And so in that
1: Marsh game, I think he pretty much took most of the kick-ins in that yeah. game. He finished on 130-odd super coach points. Yeah. Now, one thing last year is I think he came into the season with an injury, Claire. Then he did his calf, but once he got back to full fitness, if you include the finals or the two finals games they played, he averaged, I think, just under 100. So yep. he's one I've got a, a very close eye on in that sort of mid-400K range. Yep. His buddy, uh, Jack Crisp, is one who has looked good in the JL, not JLT, who has looked good in the Marsh, Marsh. series. But I probably am steering away. He burnt me pretty bad last year. It's it's tricky because he's one. If you're doing dream team AFL fantasy, yep. he's a lock. I think he's like the third or fourth overall defender in that. But Super Coach, we're probably looking elsewhere. I'd say Hows my pick over Chris? Yeah, probably Chris. The thing that lets him down is the the, the quick kicks out of
2: defense turn like turnovers. Yep. that's probably what kills his Super Coach. Whereas fantasy, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, it's a possession. So he racks up you know twenty five to thirty most games, but.
1: Super coach-wise, probably not. I'd, I'd
2: probably definitely not. go Jeremy Howe yeah. over him.
1: So. Jeremy Howe's my big smoky for the season, Eddie. If you end up doing super coach, get this man into your team. I think he's going to have a big season. <laughs> Underlined right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, There you go. Quickly just say Jordan Degoe, Gracie. He's one guy that may step up for some midfield time, but yep. I, I really think I'm going to avoid Collingwood players that aren't Brodie Grundy and Jeremy Howe, just because their yep. roles are a bit uncertain. For a team that scores so highly and so freely, other than your Treloars and Grundys, you don't see a lot of consistent scores from Collingwood. So I'm going to steer clear, but one guy I'll touch on and we've put him in the rookie category is John Noble, who's got yep. a lot of traction over the last couple of weeks. He was picked up in the mid-season draft last year. Apparently Bucks loves this kid. Yep. He's playing back line. He's upgraded his number to number nine. So he's now in a single digit. So well, that's always a good start. Obviously he's making some moves. <laughs> Have you had a look at him at all?
2: To be honest, I hadn't even thought about him until you mentioned him to, me the other day so it's yeah if he's named round one he's probably going to slot in there's uh, obviously rookie wise in the back line you know there's there's one Essendon player that we'll talk about later that's probably a lock and it's probably that second rookie and third rookie yep. that you're going to be, he could be fill that hole yeah, for us. So.
1: and look, it's really going to depend on team selections, isn't it? Really, and if you're yep. going to put a, a say a Dylan Robertson type player in there, yep. who I would probably prefer to spend the extra forty k on, the thing with with a guy like John Noble that I've I haven't really seen too many people talk about is he's in a position that two quiet games and he's out. You've got Isaac yeah. Quaynor, you've yep. got uh. A lot of mid-sized defenders coming through. Scharrenberg's still hanging around. I don't have the injury list up in front of me right now, but there's a lot of guys that could potentially take that spot. And my concern would be a couple of 12-touch games, gets a few bags kicked on him, and he's he's out. But we'll quickly touch on Darcy Cameron is definitely on the watch list for Collingwood if he gets named round one. Maybe alarm bells for Brodie Grundy, but we'd be picking him if he got named round one. It's hard. It's really tough because there's a couple of
2: obviously other rookies that if they get picked round one, I'd probably pick them over Darcy Cameron just unless, Grundy's injured I don't see him playing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he did play well in, in one of the Marsh games and people are saying, oh, Mason Cox out. But I still think Mason Cox got that experience. So yeah. I think you still give him the nod over over Darcy Cameron at the moment. Yeah,
1: I, I tend to agree. And Cox's form hasn't been anything to write home about, but I'm pretty sure they've invested a lot in Cox and yep. they'll stick through that experiment. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, Darcy Cameron possibly will get his chance during the season, yep. but maybe not from round one. And two guys I'll just quickly mention here, Mark Keane and Nathan Murphy, Could be a smokey for round one, those two guys. Keane would be the third defender, which would free up our boy Jeremy Howe, of course, with Moore and Ruffhead back there. Murphy did play really well in... Marsh, one, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. He's been around the the traps for a little while. Collingwood small defenders are very hard to pick, like I said before. They've got a lot of... They can sort of throw the magnets around, yeah, as you say, absolutely. and mix it up. So keep an eye on those guys. But we do know Bucks likes to play the kids when he can. But yep. they yep. do often come in and out of the season a lot. So yep. look yep. out for Collingwood this year, Nettie. They'll be up and about again, uh, as they always are. And like I said before, probably one of my picks for the top four. Oh, look out. How about the
0: Bombers then? Boys last year, they... Well, they slid into the eighth there, in eighth position. Twelve wins, ten losses. What are we thinking here?
2: Yeah, I, I think that they've got the list there to do it. And there's been a lot of talk about that they're trying to replicate what Richmond have done, and there's a few similarities there. So, I, look, I could probably see them jumping up to maybe fifth, sixth. Yep, yep. But quite easily, they could finish twelfth or thirteenth. <laughs> like, yeah. there's just they were, like, if I was an Essendon supporter, I'd be so frustrated with last year. They were just so inconsistent they've got the they've got the you know the team to do it you know you got Devin Smith coming back there and and Zach Barrett who we've got obviously got on the list there for premium options. Yep. Fitzy, but, and, you know, the forward line's pretty dangerous. they got some young kids there mm. as well. You've got Hurley down back, like, what's not to like about they, the Bombers, really?
1: Yeah, I actually sort of agree with you there, Gracie. They're a sort of team, and they're a bit like North Melbourne, my side, they can really frustrate you. Yeah, their they're good is amazing, their bad is awful. Yeah, yeah. Probably had a few injuries at the wrong time. Obviously, Joe Danaher's situation, he's injured, tried to leave, couldn't. Patrick Ambrose is out for the season. You've got Hooker, who I don't even know, where he's at. So, but they do have a lot of good youth coming through. Obviously got McGraw. We've got Parrish. We've got all these guys that are starting to play. Well, they really could be anything this year, Essendon. I think a pass mark for them, for mine, would be to make a final, but make a home final, like you're saying. Yeah, yep. Fifth or six, I think, would be a good pass mark for them. Yep. But as you touched on just before, Devon Smith, he's back. He's looking pretty good. He's tackling again, yep. which was one thing in the seven games last year that he did play with a bit of an injury Clearly, yep. He wasn't quite tackling. Yep. He's the man for me. I've got him locked in at F4 at this yep. point, and I really like his prospects. F4,
2: that's a deep, deep 4 yeah,
1: I'm batting deep this year. Um,
2: which is good, which is good with, obviously, the rookie situation but Devin Smith absolutely like I got a message from uh, John O'Carroll that we know cricket oh, with he uh, <laughs> he messaged me he goes Devin Smith just had a forty six point quarter on the weekend against against Geelong so it's just those quarters that he can have yep. you know he might have eight touches, three or four tackles, kick yep. a goal and bang there's there your forty points and Very good he point. could he could have a couple of quiet quarters but finish quite yeah. quite strong. So You're spot
1: on there, I think
2: I think you gotta lock him in if if you don't you might as well not play super yeah. coach, I reckon,
1: but and, and there's a few things working in his favour and if you remember that year in 2018, he was very consistent. That was one thing I really liked about him. He he had a few bigger games. He never went sort of above that 130 mark but he only dropped below 80 maybe once or twice for the season. One thing that's really really working in his favour, if you look through the list of premium options this year, only three of them averaged over 100 last year and that was Munn, Walters, Whitfield. Then you get down into a bit of a scramble with you guys like Ablett and Heaney and we'll talk about these guys shortly. But I think the situation of the Fords this year warrants Smith to be picked. Even if you only averages 85. If you have had had averaged 85 with this year or the last year's crop, he'd be just about top 10. Yep. Uh, and obviously yep. we're going to see ablet drop off and a few of these guys won't replicate last year's form. So, you know, best case you've got a guy that's going to average 95, 96 again. Worst case, you've got a quite suitable F6 who's just punching out consistent scores every week. Absolutely. So I'm locking him in and we'll take a look at a couple of uh, sort of smokies here. One guy I know you're pretty keen on is Michael Hurley. You've brought him up a couple of times. He's done it before. Can he do it
2: yes. this year? I think so. Just watching that, the Marsh game against Geelong, he's just, he intercepted everything. I mean, Geelong probably played it into his hand just by kicking long, but he's, I think both Marsh games, he scored over a hundred just with his, he's got that marking ability, intercept marking, takes the kickouts as well. Yeah, he does. So yeah, it's just a matter of the only issue with him, it's similar to Jeremy Howe as well is his injuries and yep. they, you know, Howe I think last year had a back, back problem. Hurley's very, very similar. They, yep. well, if they get injured, they're gonna. He's probably gonna miss three to four weeks. And yeah, it's whether or not you want to have that lose that three to four
1: weeks for a rookie to play. That's um, it. And to pick him. It's a very good point. And, and it's funnily enough, like I almost feel like his role is better when he's taking the number one forward because he's yep. so good at peeling off and getting easy kicks in the back line. Yep. Maybe with Hooker not playing and obviously Ambrose being out for the season, that might work in his favor. But And we might, we'll might we talk a bit about team structures a bit uh, probably in, in part two, but I don't mind the idea of picking a defender Smoky like that because there's going to be a couple of those guys. They always do in the back line. Yeah. They'll come out of nowhere and average 100. Like it always happens. Yep. So I reckon a, a How Hurley type is a smart decision. This yep. year, and he's definitely one to consider. Darcy Parrish is another one. Gracie, and uh, we have we have spoken about uh, about him before. Can he take it to another level this year? Your uh, thoughts? I think so. He got dropped midway through last year. Talk was, and I, I was excited
2: about that he was going to come to Geelong because he's yep. unreal talent. He obviously very high draft pick as well. So as soon as he got back into the side last year, he was just a man possessed. He was everywhere yep. kicking goals. That's probably the big thing. Is he does get forward and kick a lot of goals. Yep. He might kick two or three again, then kick three on the weekend. Yep. So. I would. I probably wouldn't start with him, but he's definitely one. If he averages around that, you know, ninety-five to one hundred and five, he yep. could be that. You know, if you're looking for a point of difference, I suppose. Yeah,
1: I agree. Um, definitely. And he's sort of in that logjam of players around that four fifty k mark. And we'll yep. discuss those. We've got McPherson. We've got Petraka, of course. He's another one in there. I'm favouring uh, Devin Smith and having a bit of coin in the in the bank. Yep. As Absolutely. an alternative, but I think he's a really good option. And we have to talk about Brandon Zerk Thatcher, or he's been nicknamed Margaret, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Apparently I've read <laughs> online. So uh, we'll quickly that. talk about Margaret. He had a sensational Marsh 2, and he's pretty much played his mind yep. to everyone's team, I'd say, at oh, this point. I was I watched probably a yeah, quarter and a half of that game, and he was
2: just, yeah, clean. Yep. Marked everything. He did well. Is it v- VFL, was he, Yeah, last he year? was
1: leading in set yeah, um, last year.
2: So, like, he's obviously done it at a, at a lower level, and yep. it just shows on the weekend that he can do it at the high level. So, I think you've got to have him in.
1: I think he's a lock, and I yep. think uh, I've got him in a D5 at the moment. You could almost put an argument forward if the right rookies get picked. You could have him at D4, but I think D5 is a nice spot for him with maybe a Robertson type, yep. uh, or for me, it's Jeremy Howe. So, look yep. to lock him in. Mitch Hibbert's one we'll probably see during the season, and Sam yep. Draper, you mentioned as well. Well, I think in the back end of the season, I think he's still a couple of months away, but I reckon he'll get a chance. So look at him as possibly a ruck downgrade option. Down absolutely,
2: absolutely. Especially you know, Bell Chambers probably isn't going to be around for too much longer, and Draper they they signed him to a big
1: deal they or something, did. didn't yeah, they? The so signed. and he does have talent there. It's just he's just got to stay on the yeah, path. And Essendon so. fans love him, but yeah, uh, yeah so it'll be interesting to see where Essendon finishes. year, and Eddie, like I said before, I put them in a similar boat to North Melbourne. They're hard to pick, but we'll just see where they end up. Yep, consistently inconsistent.
0: All right, the Fremantle. Dockers boys reminds me of my boy Jael Herbert. (laughs) Big Dockers fan. They came in at 13th last year, nine and 13. What are we thinking here? It's it's tough. Um, I mean,
2: obviously last year, you know, no Lockie Neal, which probably hurt a little bit. And they went and got Jesse Hogan. He's injured. Obviously now he's going to be out for. um, We don't know how long. Hopefully he does get better. But yeah, it's tough. Like they got you know they got Fife and, and Walters there, who are the stars. I don't know, man. I honestly don't see them improving. Maybe they might get to 10 or
1: 11 wins, but yeah, it's, uh, I just don't see them going too far. No, unfortunately for Fremantle, I'm fully expecting them to be a bottom four side. Even yep. in Perth, they didn't quite become that team. That used to be a fortress for them at, at Subiaco, Absolutely. but not quite anymore. Obviously, they got two absolute star class players, Nat Fife and Michael Walters. They'll carry the team, but it's sort of hard to see where the improvement comes from. Like the forward line's a bit unsettled. Alex Pearce and Joel Ham have been injured so their yep. backline's a bit unsettled so you know we might see a couple of new faces early on and we'll discuss the rookies in just a moment but Nat Fire for me is he a lock in your midfield?
2: Oh, I haven't started with him yet it could change but I'm steering away from him from and uh, we'll talk about Josh Kelly later but just, just because of previous years they've they've had injuries and I trying to stay away from that to try you know not get burnt early on yeah. so
0: that's going to upset Herbs man that it is will. his man um, crush his I, better, I better keep
1: an eye out he might hunt me down or something <laughs> but no it's a fair point you make he did win the Brownlow medal last year averaged uh, 120 or just a very smidgen under 120 but he missed two games so I mean and yep. the guys that play like that he, he, he's been injury prone in the past but a lot of his injuries have been bad luck like when he broke his leg and didn't quite get yeah. back from that yep. properly from memory not a heap of soft tissue Injuries last year yeah. was the concussion. So look, I've got him in at the moment, and because he's a captain option, he's the he's the only player on that team that's going to score consistently true. over yep. 100. So, but he's in that sort of logjam of players you could pick to start with. Yeah, Michael Walters is an interesting one, Gracie. I had him last year. He was fantastic, but is his role a concern this year? Are we so we sort of not sure where he fits in. Oh, I
2: think so. It's going to be hard to see, like, is he going to go more more midfield this year, or is it going to be the same, or is he going to go back forward, because yep. obviously Hogan's out, and they need that firepower up forward, so well, I had him in yesterday. He's not in today. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> These things, Nettie, change all the time. Um, but it's it's that's probably going to all come down. He could end up back in, um, depending on what I do with my, my rucks and things like yeah. that, where you can free up a bit of cash, but... I would, I would, yeah, it's, it's a really tough one, Michael Walters. It
1: is, yeah, I'd be leaning towards not starting him just to yep. see what his role becomes. For me personally, there's only a couple of forward locks that we haven't discussed just yet, we will shortly, but for me, he's a wait and see. Uh, he was one of those three I mentioned earlier that averaged over 100, just to tickle over 100, yep. but the other thing that we haven't spoken about is his body as well. In the past, yeah. he's been, very injury-prone, you would say, the soft tissues. The yep. knee's been an issue for him. He's a massive wait-and-see for me. But, look, I don't mind him as a point of difference, have a, having said that. He's in 15% of teams. That's a lot higher than I would have expected. Yeah, I,
2: I probably didn't expect that either. 15 I would have mm. said maybe around the 7%. So, um, obviously, a lot of people, you know, liked what they saw last year. He does have that high ceiling, though where he does, you know, he might have 20-odd touches but he might kick four goals, yep, so definitely, there's those, you know, big high scores but then, you know, if a team tags him, he goes missing, yeah, so and,
1: and he's very much like you mentioned before, Devin Smith one big quarter yep. a game, and he does do that, he'll kick three goals in a quarter, Yeah, you know what he's like he's the All-Australian now, so probably wait and see, but yep. one guy we were talking about last night that I'm starting to warm to is Luke Ryan, uh, he's yep. been in a D3 for, in and out sort of for me for a little bit now, yep. tell us a bit about him, Gracie, and why you like him this year? Oh, I just, he's just got that
2: like he gets the big big touches a lot of marks and just the the point of difference for me i think yep. what did i say last night he's in like six three percent of three percent so yeah it's he's in my d3 at the moment but he's in a log jam with like yep. right there's ryan stewart Newman, those guys, but yep. I know I just I just like him, and obviously um, as you said, Pierce is out for a little while, so he's definitely in my side at the moment, and, and I like him in there, yeah. so he'll probably stay for me.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably a, a solid choice, and you've almost won me on him personally because he does have that big ceiling too. Like a few games, he will just go one forty out of nowhere. Yeah, if he could bring his sort of basement up just by 10 points yep. he'd be probably one of the best picks but yeah. I'm sort of like you're saying there I categorise him probably with your Tom Stewart's and your Caleb Daniels yep. uh, they're yep. sort of gonna just going to score consistently yeah. they take yep. the kick-ins they're doing a lot of the work back there I really like Luke Ryan as an option he's a little bit cheaper too if you want to save a little five, bit of cash
2: five, 520 yeah, so. which is a great and option he had,
1: like last year he had the five, I think it was 500s but yep.
2: three of them were over 130 yeah. he does score around that 80 for his lower ones though and you'd probably want to see them up to a 90 yeah, to 90 exactly for I'm, I'm saying. saying. But
1: mature age, so we'll see how he goes. And yep. quickly, we've got one guy in the mid-prices bracket. That's Andrew Brayshaw, who's had a very good Marsh series. I think yep. first game he played on a wing. Second game, he was right in the guts. Yep. He could be the answer to Frio's midfield issues. Uh, like yep. we are saying, replacing uh, Neil, which they didn't quite do last year. Walters goes forward. Does Brayshaw come in and average 100 super coach? I, I
2: think he's in He's in the midfield, but whether he goes 100 is another, another
1: question as yep. well. He might just
2: need another year in there, just bulk that body up, get a bit more experience, but um, he's probably on one of those watch lists again. Yeah, um, I agree. Our watch list is getting quite big at the moment. <laughs> um, but I know. No, I, I, I wouldn't start him, but he could be an upgrade option. Similar yeah. to like a, I guess a Hugh McCluggage type as well. Yep. Obviously McCluggage see. lifted his last year. Brayshaw could be the one where he does lift it to that 90 yep. to...
1: I can see that. And Brayshaw's the sort of player that they can play inside or outside, really. He could line up on a wing. He can line up on the ball. You know, they've got got Chera there. They've got a lot of young guys. And obviously, they've drafted some rookies, which we'll talk about now. So it's just going to be a matter of wait and see how they line up. Because I personally wouldn't start him, but I'd keep him on the watch list. And we'll run through. There are a couple of rookie options and a couple of more expensive ones that we'll mention here. It's really going to come down to how they line up round one. They've got a new coach. There's nothing to lose for the for the Dockers this season, but Stephen Hill and Hayden Young are two that were popular early. Hill's now gone down with an injury, so we're crossing him out. Which I
2: wouldn't be touching him at all nah. this year. Could um, be a
1: blessing in disguise yeah. potentially. Yeah. Uh, and then Hayden Young, who we haven't seen all preseason. A lot of positivity around him though. So if he gets named round one, and I'm just trying to think, I reckon there was a rookie last year or the year before that came out of nowhere, got named round one. Yeah, I can't who was now? No, I, um, I can't remember either. But like, he, I've got him on my bench at the moment, yeah. Hayden Young.
2: There's just, you know too much talk that i think he'll play yeah, so yep. just because they don't play marsh series doesn't mean that the coach doesn't like what they're seeing yep. they just maybe didn't want to give them a game or they wanted to try a few others i suppose so that's what the March series is all about giving
1: blokes a go in in different spots and seeing what they can do and yeah yep i agree with you then the person i was thinking of was uh seton that's it yeah he came in out of nowhere and he actually had a very solid season so keep an eye out for him caleb sarong was another top pick for them yeah i'm gonna pass at this point i think we've got a few good midfield rookies there and potentially a couple of cheaper options i'm putting a line through him now only because I've had I had Andrew Brayshaw in his rookie season and I know what they can be like with rotating yeah. those young guys yep. through. So for me yep. he's a cross. Sam Sturt's one in the forward line who might get named but I'll quickly mention here Lachlan Schultz as well who kicked a few goals through the marsh. Yep. He's around 200k but honestly having uh, Stefan Gyro and uh, yep. Swiskowski and these yep. guys in the past I'm avoiding any Fremantle forward pocket other than Walters because <laughs> yeah, yep. they just don't score consistently and I, I don't know whether no. that's a game plan or what but I'm going to step back I think from a lot of these Freo players and just wait and see how they yep. how they turn yep. out but uh, I'll quickly mention Tobe Watson not Job. Tobe Watson could be the one beneficiary of the, the Pearson Hamley injuries. Absolutely. I've got him in at the moment. I reckon he's a bit of a... I wouldn't say he's a smoker. I think he will play round one. Yep. It's just a matter of whether there's any other options. So yeah. he's probably the only yeah. rookie I'm picking, but no forwards for me, uh, I think, from Freeman. Yep. But yeah, I think, Nettie, it's going to be a tough season for them pro-old Dockers, but uh, hopefully if Herbs, they don't finish last, but I mm. think probably
0: bottom four is likely for them. Yeah, and speaking of people probably expecting a tough season, I guess would be the same deal with the old Gold Coast Suns here. Johnny, your <laughs> yeah. boys came in last. Last place last year, three and nineteen. Are we expecting much the same?
1: What do you reckon, Gracie?
2: um probably not um but i'm actually excited to watch what happens there this year because of you know they've brought in obviously number one pick matt Rao and there's a couple other other rookies there there's you know one from last year that they drafted that didn't didn't play much at all or if at all so there's there's a bit of excitement at gold coast but i think you'll find they'll still finish bottom but yeah it's gonna be exciting you know stewie jew um he was one of the coaches at the all-star game he was kicking sausage rolls from 50 meters out so i, I just think he's a great great coach and he'll be good for those young players. And I think so, yeah. I think he'll change the culture up there, which is what the AFL obviously wants. Mm. So yeah. I, I still think they'll finish 18th, but there will be some very good... They'll be relevant because of Supercoach.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually a very good breakdown, Gracie. And Stewie Jew's already done a great job since he has been there. I was actually a little bit surprised to see they only won three games because they came out... Did they win the first two? Or the, yeah. I reckon they won a couple of yeah, games very early, yep. uh, which is very surprising, actually. But it does mean we get a plethora of uh, mid-price and rookie options. We do have Jared Witts written there as probably their only premium option, pretty much just because that was the only one we had. But he's been injured, (laughs) so you can put a line through him. Unfortunate, but Hugh Greenwood and Darcy McPherson are two that I really just want to chat about now. Both been very popular options. Greenwood's probably trending down slightly. McPherson's trending up. Do either of those tickle your pickle? (laughs) <laughs> mcpherson definitely
2: yep <laughs> that's a good saying though um, no mcpherson definitely and, and even the all the reporters are, are starting to talk about him yep. as, he could take that next step it looks like he's had a good pre-season in the gym as well he's yeah, bulked he up a bit fit. so definitely i think he averaged eight, 80 was it last year i think it was around the 80. To, yeah. yeah surprising um yep. i honestly think he could get to that 95 this year especially they've brought in you know greenwood and alice who are the Bit more mature, older guys that yep. can, you know, take the bumps and take the tags and stuff, yep. and it might free up McPherson, which,
1: yeah, yeah, it's 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 not definitely not an option. I thought we'd be discussing a few weeks no. ago, Darcy nah. McPherson, but he's been very solid, and, and he can, and again, he's a bit like uh, one of those players. He can do it on the outside. He can do it on the inside. Like I yep. said, he's now got Greenwood in there, you know, fishing the ball out. So I think he could be an option. He's in that sort of 450k options, which we might talk about in part B, just with yep. structures that kind of thing. Personally, I'm avoiding. At this stage, I think there's a few cheaper options. Smith's obviously one we've discussed already. Yep. So I'm gonna avoid any of these four fifty K options which, you know, might come back to bite me on the butt, but you know, for you know, a hundred k saving, we can get someone who may average about the same. For another, Absolutely. you know, hundred k, we can get Dustin Martin. So he's not on yep. my watch list in particular. But tell you what, one guy that is definitely on my watch list is Matthew Rowell. He's going to rip the AFL a new one. It's yep. Sam Walsh version two in terms of super coach. I think it's Sam Walsh on steroids. Yeah. To be honest,
2: um, he's just yeah. I don't think we've ever seen a guy that's come into the competition like that ready he probably could have played last year really yeah. but yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a rookie average close to 100 Yeah, um, to be him. honest yeah. yeah and
1: it's funny in uh, in, in you know, years gone past like when we first started doing this you would never touch a 200k rookie whereas nah. now we've got we had Walsh last year we've got Raul this year lock him away he could get very yeah. close to 100 and one point I was actually going to bring up earlier is you know with you guys like uh, McPherson and Hugh Greenwood do you see many Gold Coast players averaging over 100 that's going to be the sticking point if they're only going to win five or six games yep and one thing to keep in mind is you know they did play very well in the Marsh series they were probably a bit closer to full strength than other teams yep. That's my concern, and that's why I'm yep. steering clear. I should have added that point before. But a couple other rookies we'll just mention here. Noah Anderson's been touted to play round one. I think we're going to skip him at this point. For me, yeah. Yeah, yep. and Sam Flanders probably won't play round one. He's nope. in a similar boat. But we'll, we'll sort of uh, bring these guys, group these guys together. Isaac Rankin, he didn't play in the March series, but he's been touted to play round one. Yep. He's a lock for mine. Jeremy Sharp, I was very impressed with, and I yep. hope he gets a chance to play yep. round one. He looked very settled across half back. Definitely. And Connor kind of Butterick, Butterick, however we want to say. He's Yep. Name. Cheaper option, dual position. Yep. I'm just going to say Gracie, it's just a matter of which of those get named. Out of those three, yep. we're probably going to line up with two of them. Yep. I, I think...
2: Um I've got all three in at the moment. Yeah. Um So, but like I mean, Butterick's 106k mid forward. Like, yep. if he gets picked, he's he's a lock. Yep, I think. Yeah, money so. to jam him. I'd say. And then Rankin, like Yo's, know, obviously a top high pick from the previous year. So um, he's in my forward line. I do have Sharp in at the moment. So. Yep. Um, I think if all three get picked, I'll probably pick
1: him just because it's it is slim pickings. It makes with sense. Rookies. And you know, Stewie Jew's going to play those rookies yep, as well. Definitely. So yeah, look, Ned, it's going to be another tough season for Gold Coast, but hopefully we see. some spark, and like Gracie said, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. They're just out there to play footy. Yeah, it sounds like there's a
0: lot of potential there for those guys, and I guess this next team's probably worth skipping right through. <laughs> yep, Geelong, <laughs> what you say, yeah, Geelong, who are they? What, first? Man, <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay, 16-6 and six last year. I guess we should cover the Cats.
2: Take it away, Gracie. Yeah, I mean, we, all well, finishing first is obviously great, you know, minor <laughs> premiers, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, if you don't do well in finals, it, it sort of counts for nothing, doesn't it? So, but, I mean, you had your usual suspects, Super coach wise This year, I think, and a lot of people are writing Geelong off. Yep. And they always write Geelong off. And they usually come out and, and prove everyone wrong. But it's going to be hard. You know, losing Tim Kelly, they didn't stock up on their ruck. Obviously, they got a fair, fairly good deal for Kelly with, you know, draft picks and, and that. So, they'll stock up on young kids yeah. in the next couple of years. But this is probably the year that they need to try and win a flag. Obviously, yep. Gazza's last year and... You know, Danger another year older, Duncan another year older. Harry Taylor will probably finish at the end of the year, yep. so it's yep. a, it's probably the last chance for him to yeah. to win a flag. And yeah, I, th- I think um, I think they'll drop a little bit, but I still think that they'll make top four. To be honest, I think yep. just that home ground advantage at Geelong is just that's what probably gets them in the top four, and yep. then it's just whether or not that they can turn it around for finals. Very
1: true. And that's the sticking point for Geelong really, isn't it? They play at home so well on a smaller sort of ground that can they translate that form to the MCG? But you have to say the pressure's on Chris Scott now. Like, it's either... Premiership or it's bust, just Definitely. about. And you make a few very interesting points. Obviously, they knew Kelly was going. They've got a good core young group of midfielders in there. And obviously, Narkel's been playing very well in the preseason. Yep. He'll step up. But why haven't they gone out to get a Ruckman? Like, even a Paddy Ryder. Sign into to a one-year yep. deal. He can jump. He can run. I know they've got Stanley. They've tried Fort in there as well. Yep. Abbott's gone. Yep. Uh, who else left? Uh Oh, I'm trying to think. They've had <laughs> the uh, Zach Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Smith left as well. So the they've, they've, Ruck stocks have taken a hit. I don't know why they would just throw a bunch of money at Paddy Ryder for a year. Even yeah. go a bit harder at Goldstein. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. looking to leave last year. Yeah. Maybe that was an option for them. They haven't done it. Maybe the Hamish McIntosh experiment from six years ago. I it was don't know. It's, it's
2: weird because I honestly was very surprised at how little talk there was of Goldstein because yeah. he was looking to leave North Melbourne. And you had Goldstein with tapping it to Dangerfield, Ablett, Duncan. Selwood, like, yep. you know, that probably nearly gets them to the grand final, and, yeah. and that, and you know, obviously the first final last year against Richmond, they were they were up by I think it was like twenty or. Twenty-five points at half time and Richmond, uh, we know how good they are. Just overran them, and mm. they lost that opportunity to have that extra week off. So, it's it's yeah, bamboozled me a little bit as why yep. they didn't go out and get a, a Ruckman, but they're obviously putting a lot of faith in um, in you know Asava Radagalia, and 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 hopefully you know Stanley. I suppose yeah. the, 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 the big talking point was you know they dropped dropped Stanley for.
1: For the final as well, so yeah, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Even if they can get twenty-two games out of Stanley, he'll be very handy because obviously he can go for. But even Sam Jacobs, yeah, why not just throw some money at him and get him down to Geelong? But we'll run through a few options here, Gracie. Patrick Dangerfield, not in my team right now, more because of structures and trying to fit everyone in. I think you've got him in this year, looking for a big season out of him.
2: I had, I had. Danger in there, but yeah, no, nah, he's uh, he's out. He's on out. the wayside. He's actually out now. I've switched it, so um, <laughs> cannot believe that. No, I know, no, 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 I know. Luckily, it's I'm not, sitting down. It's, it's not not good, is it? But um, I just think the the void of Tim Kelly might like it. Might actually it could lift danger, but I just think there'll be too much of a target
1: on him that he's the main main guy now so I tend to um, agree with you probably wait and see he has been trending down over recent seasons you know that Brownlow year averaging 130 odd but he had Selwood was playing midfield still Uh, obviously Tim Kelly was around the traps Duncan's been in great form so probably wait and see for me as well and we'll quickly run through Gary Ablett Jr I love the guy to death but he's cooked, I guess, in terms of super-coach yeah, yeah, options. Yeah. Mitch Duncan might be a maybe a sneaky mid-season upgrade. He's been very consistent the last few yep. seasons, really flies under the radar. But one guy I know that you're pretty keen on, and we've spoken about him already, is Tom Stewart. He was a very solid pick last year, and yep. I think he's had a bit of an interrupted preseason. Otherwise, I'd say he'd probably be in a lot more teams. He's in 8% currently, but yeah. I really bunch him in that sort of averaging high 90s, never scoring under seventy sort of category. Oh, he's, he's super
2: consistent. It's just that that's. It. And whether you want to, you know, go for someone that does have that ceiling that might win you that one or two games for the year, but yeah, Stuart, he's you know, intercept marks. They've pulled it. They pulled him out of the local Geelong League. <laughs> yeah. Go to the pub after the game and stuff. But <laughs> he's story. um, yeah, he's you know, like looking at his scores here from last year. Like first before the buyers, his lowest score was 78, and then from that it was 95. So he's very very consistent. Um, had. Th- Three scores below, 84 scores below 85 for the year, yep. um, but it's just the,
1: that ceiling, it's it's maxed at like a 120. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, and you do need two or three of those in your defence I think to have a successful team, and that's sort of me personally where I'm hoping a Jeremy Howe, Michael Hurley type could fill that spot yep. at 150, 100k cheaper, so yep. he's definitely an upgrade target for mine. One guy that I'm massively on in, in terms of our sort of Smokies mid-prices categories, Jack Stephen he yep. had a ripping mark two game. He did. I've got him locked in. I mean, there's a lot of discussion about this guy. Obviously, he's had some mental health battles, which we hope are, are okay now. He's yep. had issues with his body. He's been a premium in the past. He's been a massive AFL fantasy premium. Yep. Not, ne- not necessarily a super coach, but I'm locking him in. He's my F3 right now. I'm locking him in with confidence. Yep. I think he's probably passed the issues that he's had. Hopefully he can play 21, 22 games and I'm really excited to have him on my team. Oh, definitely. I think just the change of scenery in the
2: You see it happen so often in the AFL, they go to a new club and they're just so much more happier and and, you know, obviously being going from St Kilda to Geelong, you know, a bit more success possibly. We'll obviously talk about the Saints a bit later, but I haven't got him in, but there are I've seen a lot of teams with him in. It's just whether I want to go with Smith and and Stephen. I know Smith's probably more of a premium, but it's yeah, a it could it could change for me, yeah. But yeah,
1: I I'll agree. And, and we will talk about structures and this will be an ongoing discussion of ours, but I've opted for the two cheaper F3, F4 options with Stephen and Smith over your McPhersons over your Patrakas at this point because I'm hoping for a similar output for a saving in price and again I keep going back to there was only three guys that averaged over 100 last year in the forward line if they averaged 90 even high 80s that's a pass for mine and we'll quickly just run through some rookies here Gracie I'm not expecting these guys to line up round one but possibly as downgrade options as we know Geelong like to play the kids yep We've got Cooper Stevens, who was a draft pick last yep. year. Brad Close, who had a bit of traction early yep. in the preseason, but we haven't really seen a lot of him. Jacob Kennelly, I believe he's played both Marsh games, yes. so it probably doesn't yep. quite have a spot. Nakaya Cockatoo t- Cockatoo's probably the big one for me. He would have yeah, been a lock and potentially take some midfield minutes away from your knuckles yep. and these sorts of guys. Yep. And Zach Guthrie's one we had a bit of a chat about the other night. High 100,000s in the back line, but yep. maybe yep. He, he could fit in. Where are we thinking he'll fit in this year? It's it's tough because a lot of Geelong supporters don't like Guthrie just because of his
2: front. Like, he's not a big kid, so he's a 190K defender. I honestly think he'll play a fair bit of footy. But the thing is, he's that guy. If he has a couple of quiet games, he's out of the side. So I've got him in at the moment, but, yeah, it's it's, probably a wait and see. If he gets named round one, I I may end up kicking him. Kicking him. Yep. Uh, it could be a bit biased, but I might have to take my Geelong hat for that one. But <laughs> yeah, um, but it's, it's tough. Nakaya Cockatoo probably has hurt our structure a little bit. So yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And how about a pass mark on the season for Geelong? Are they going to finish top four again? Do you think that home ground uh, sort of advantage is going to work in their favour?
2: Yeah, I think I think they could sneak into that fourth fourth position. It's going to be really tight. That I, I honestly think the top six teams will finish within a win of each other. Maybe oh, Richard and West Coast might be a couple of games clear, but from third to six,
1: it could be one win. Yeah, it's so. gonna be very interesting, Natty. But uh the Geelong boy is up and about for another season and <laughs> look at him, he's, yeah. he's ready to go. That's it. All right,
0: so for wrapping up things for the first edition here, guys, we've got the GWS Giants. They made the grand final last year. Can they do it again in 2020?
2: Yeah, it was it was an up and down season for the Giants, wasn't it, Fitzy? It they was. um you know, everyone towed them to probably not lose nine games and finish six and then everyone thought oh well they're pretty they're probably cooked at six and then they they cut all the way to a grand final i think we watched the final they played against brisbane and and that was just unbelievable um and then yeah just and then they played collingwood and they just destroyed collingwood so i think they can do it again obviously they'll get callum ward back in after a few rounds he'll play a few games in the in the twos and then you slot him back into that midfield as well compared to last year and then a fit josh kelly is another another big tick as well. Yeah, so.
1: that's the key for me, I think, the fitness of Josh Kelly because he's got the potential to be the best player in the league if his body's right. Just a silky mover, great kick of the ball, great decision-maker. I'm expecting GWS to probably be top two, I think, this year. Yep. But it's been the same for the last two or three seasons. It comes down to injuries. It comes down to, like you're saying, being very hot and cold during the season. They seem to get a lot of very unlucky injuries at the wrong time yeah, and definitely. to their superstar players. Yes. So, yep. But in terms of super coach, Lockie Whitfield's won, Gracie. I've locked in Air one one, lock him away, throw the key in the bin, Yep. in, done. Yep. And you would be
2: surprised. I've seen probably double-digit teams without Lockie Whitfield. Yep. I'm just like, you guys are crazy. But, <laughs> um, I think Lockie Whitfield's a lock. You know, Kelly, um, as I said before, I'm not starting just because of previous injuries, but yeah, Caniglio is pretty cheap too. Um, yeah. Compared to what he should be. Well, yeah,
1: interestingly, so. there was an article that came out a few weeks ago saying he's going to play quite a bit forward or rest forward. But now yep. the injury to Tim Taranto, which could be, yeah. a, I think he'll be out till mid season thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. Canelio's the guy that starts on fire. If you're looking for someone in M5, and we'll put him in that category with him at Cluggages, yep. that's just going to come out. And he will probably average 120 until the yep. buyers. I'm going to call that because that's yep. the sort of player he is. And yep. then he calls right off. So I'm personally not going to pick him. I'm going Josh Kelly because he's one of my favorite players. He's on the yeah, poster of our yeah. show uh, you because know, <laughs> he's such a gun player but I'm locking him in for a big season. I like your route of going safe though. Uh, if, yeah. you, if you're going to pick him, maybe don't pick five. A couple of guys that, you know, yeah. it's yeah. the one or two games they miss from a niggle that are really annoying and obviously yep. Kelly was pretty much cooked last year. And I yeah. think he finished the year yep. scoring a 200 in one of his last few games or he He, he got did not.
2: There. I somehow managed to have the VC on him, which was like, yeah, that was probably magic. one of my
1: highest ever scores. So magic. that worked out well. <laughs> and uh, one guy who's been a bit of a burn man through the seasons, Grace, he's Toby Green. And we've had him in many, many times and been let down every time we've had him. <laughs> yeah, what do you reckon? Are you going to find a spot for him?
2: Not at the moment but i honestly think this guy will kick above 50 goals this year yep. he's just fit um, watching him in the marsh game he slotted a few i think he four or maybe five and then yeah he's just dominating so yep and you know another preseason under his belt losing a grand final that always you know a bit of sting um, in there a bit of drive so i honestly think he could be you know a top five
1: pick. Yeah, I completely agree and it, it's very tricky picking Green and uh, guys like Jeremy Cameron who we've looked at in the past when you've already got yep. Whitfield in there. I think yep. I reckon Green's on a bad alternative to Whitfield if you are a bit of a doubter with his fitness and, and injury history. Green's on a bad one but it really comes down to his midfield time and his average last year was really saved from those six or seven games he played in the midfield at the yep. end of the year yep. when he was just on fire and it is, it is, I guess it's a catch 22 because he's an amazing midfielder but he's an amazing forward. He'll yeah. kick four goals yep won't even look like he's lifted a finger. So yep. I say, look, uh, not a bad alternative to Whitfield, but I'm going to stick with him and, and maybe look at green as a, an upgrade option. But, and you know, we've, we've already talked about the injuries. We had Zach Williams written here. He's got some sort of injury. I don't know what's actually wrong with him, but uh, he's been out. Callum Ward will be back probably round two or three and Toronto yep. mid season. So as we've said, the injuries are already building up for the Giants. It's yep. not a good start.
2: Yep. I was uh, just looking here at the injury. list. Zach Williams Achilles, it's got him as a test. Uh, that was updated today. Yeah, so there you go. So, um, um, Achilles, tough one. You don't want to sort of rush a guy back because Achilles is a twelve-month injury. So, but I'd be steering clear of him.
1: I so. agree, mate. And we'll quickly touch on Sam Jacobs in the ruck. I've gone with a different option at r two, but he's yep. definitely up there in terms of solid selections.
2: I think, it, it, and I, I might have pointed this out to you. I read a post on on fan footy, which we follow, that <clears throat> if you don't pick Gorn as your your ruck two, if you go Jacobs, you actually work out better off um, if. Things go to plan that that Jacobs rises in price, yep. uh, you know, 100, 150k, and and Gorn sort of drops a little bit. Uh, it does take you two trades to get there, but. Points-wise, you'd probably actually be better off than that. So you're not far off. It's, then. T- it's a tough one. Gorn and Grundy is a good combo, and you don't have to worry about your rocks unless they get injured. But it's yeah. tricky
1: this year, isn't it? Because the lack of rookie options means we have to consider Robertson's, Nobles', you know, Jack Stevens, these sorts of guys. So I've gone with the cheap R two. That could really bite us on the bum. I remember, many years ago we picked Matthew Luenberger R yeah. two. That was really bad. But one thing that does work in Jacobs' favour is he did get what 18 touches, I think, in their second March yes, game, he and that did. was his big yeah. issue when he dropped off over the last couple of years as his average possessions really dropped. So look for him to bounce back and a couple of rookie options that will run over Lachlan Ash. I'm not as big on him as other people. I just yep. do not see a spot in that team for him. Tom green's one that's been talked about a lot. And I think most people have him on the field in their midfield and Jai Caldwell was one they drafted last year that I've actually got an eye on. But one big warning that I will give to the, uh, to anyone wanting to pick these rookies and Tom green, I know he's played well in the marsh series, but Look at Jackson Hately last year. Two games, hundred super coach in both games or whatever yep. dropped. Yep. then he comes back. He gets another twenty disposals dropped. Yeah, I'm very concerned that that might happen with these guys as well. And I know, like I said, Tom Green's in a lot of teams. Yeah, but. I'm concerned that they might get the uh, Leon Cameron treatment, so buyer beware. Especially,
2: I suppose, Green, you know, with Taranto going down, he will find that midfield time, but Kellen Ward will be back. They're saying by around 4 or 5, so it only gives you 4 or 5 games, which is, you know, two price rises. Yep. Out of Green, you'd want him to be up around the 300k by the time Ward comes back for you to be able to obviously Dan and make some money so it is a tough one because he will get the opportunity for the first few rounds
1: but it's yeah I've got him in but it's yep. it's really really tough. It's one of those things and the thing that does work in his favour is he is 166k so if he does get dropped there's always a correction trade make 40k or 50 or 60 yep. depending on how many price rises he's had but Nettie it's going to be a very big year for the Giants and it's really going to come down to those injuries and you know when they can get a full team on the park but I'm fully expecting them to finish top four again and I hopefully make another grand final and not be as embarrassed as they were last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did watch that one. It was extremely embarrassing, but I'm going to say I've just sat back here and taken this all in. And I've known you for probably ten years, Gracie. I think I've heard him talk more today <laughs> than the entire ten years that I have known the man. Because his face is usually planted in that phone. It's like, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. He it does.
1: And uh, yeah, and, and that's the thing when you talk about something you enjoy. He's uh, he's not a bad little panel member to bring in. You know, like we yeah, said, all about it. Said the other day, we've got this sort of you know, list of contacts in different areas, and you know, we've got our footy guy over here, and yeah, yeah he's a welcome addition to the team.
0: You definitely are, mad man, Matt yep. Grace. I got to say that right there, our toilet paper expert, Jay Serbert, <laughs> our <laughs> AFL football and footy expert is you, man. So yeah. yeah, hats off to you for that. That's just no the worries, first nine you. teams right there. And wow. I was following it a little.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, And you can see how a Super Coach becomes very involved. Like every player we've read out can be considered for your team. Yep. And this is why it's so hard. And one thing that's happened a lot in recent years, and I've seen it being posted online, is everyone almost becomes a bit of an expert. You know, it used yeah, to start off as yep. a bit of a hobby, a bit of fun. Yeah. Now people are right into it. And that's why, you know, we're hoping with these sorts of podcasts we can help people to really take their teams yep. to the next level. But, you know, we're up and about. It's, a, it's an amazing time of year to be an AFL supporter, you know, on the verge of round one. Definitely. It's very exciting. Yeah, definitely. It definitely
0: is and if you have a question for our experts the madman Matt Grace or of course Fitzy what are we Johnny info at net. be sure to hit them up and ask them you're happy to answer any questions absolutely 100% and
1: and like I said with our weekly wrap up shows we will be putting a post up somewhere to say hey get your questions in and we'll discuss anything that you've got anything super coach related and yeah we're here to help help the fans and you know, we'll give our, our best yeah. on As long us, as course. one of if
0: one of them wins the 50K, they throw something out <laughs> <Yeah. away. laughs> That's exactly That's what that, man. We need a written agreement right there. Yeah. But that is just the first half of the AFL teams, of course, 18 teams in it. So you boys will be back for part two of this, of course. That's it. Absolutely. Look out
1: for that. And, and part two, we might uh, might do a little team reveal. We've been talking about our team so far, but we will talk a bit about structures, which is a big thing in Coach Netting. We'll be able to explain it. Where to spend your money, you know, where the big scorers are, Rocks are a big issue. Rookies are a bit a big issue. We'll talk about how we're structuring our teams up and uh, yep, you know, maybe help, help some people out that are just getting started. Hell yeah, we are all about that footy. Yeah. Footy. <laughs> this has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.